Okay, so today, y'all, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I have been talking to this individual on and off for the last couple months. I am inspired by her. I am encouraged by her. And I am super excited that she is on the show today. So I would like everybody to give a nice, hearty, warm welcome to no other than Royale, also known as the Queen of Curves. So welcome, Royale. Hey, how you doing? I'm so glad to be here. Yes, and I have been thinking about this for the last couple uh, couple months. Like I said, I'm just being able to talk to you, and we've been in correspondence with one another, uh, and seeing you and seeing what you do. Um, Royale is a pole dancer. She is a nationally acclaimed pole dancer, and she is a plus-size pole dancer who is not ashamed of her curves. I'm sure many of you have probably already seen the video, the informational video that was put out uh, that talked about her journey uh, into, po- into pole dancing um, and, and kind of the experience that she had. And so I'm just excited to learn more about you. Uh, and so why don't you go ahead and I'll give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself. Okay. Well, I am Royale, aka the Queen of Curves. I am a plus-size pole dance instructor um, at Vertical Joe's Fitness Studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm also hashtag sexy has no size, miss hashtag I'm not for everybody, but that's okay with me. And that's just to let all women know of size and curves that it's okay um, to love yourself um, when someone else might not appreciate what you have. I have been pole dancing for about uh, eight years now, um, and I fell upon it um, coming up on my 30th birthday. And um, I wanted to do something different, something fun, and something outside of what I normally would do because I was pretty conservative um, at the time. But growing up, I was this fun person that used to play a lot of sports, like to go out with my friends. And that had changed over time, of course, getting married, becoming a mom, and being the PTA mom. And not saying that any of that is bad. That is great Mm -hmm. to be there for your children. (laughs) But in a sense, you know, I really took a hard look at myself, and I didn't even know who I was anymore. And it was just that fear of, I always wanted only one child, and it was just that fear of, oh, my goodness, when she gets older and she has her own friends, am I going to be like, who am I going to be? What am I going to do with myself? Or what am I going to have planned for myself? I didn't want to start from scratch with anything. So I said, well, let me try pole dancing. And um, initially tried to start off with a party. Um, It was my birthday. So of course, I was trying to get all my girls together for a party. And none of them were having it. <laughs> they, were, they were just like, you can't just go out to eat. I'm just like, no, I'm like, let's do a pole dance party. And back then, pole dancing studios, it was more, I want to, I want to say it was for the, um, it wasn't for the rich, but it was definitely for those women who had probably a good nine to five because pole dancing was not cheap. Even for parties, it was coming up close to the realm of close to anywhere between three fifty to four hundred dollars for a party. Oh wow! And that has changed drastically thanks to Groupon. Um, <laughs> <since> <laughs> um, all the pop up shops uh, and studios now that totally has changed, and everyone had to kind of change their pricing bar since the um, evolution of Groupon. So none of the ladies wanted to participate. And I was still gung-ho about it because inside I felt like, you know, this is something that I really wanted to try because I didn't feel so sexy. I say it's been about eight years and I didn't wear a skirt over my knees in eight years. And that was just something that was new for me. So it was, so to say that, to say it was very difficult when I found out when I got there um, that I had to be in shorts. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh-huh. that, you know, around a bunch of strange women and we know how, well, my assumption was from how the world puts it out there is how women are towards each other. They can be mm-hmm. very nasty towards each other, don't nasty about someone else's body type and cellulite and not being perfect. And there's this image of beauty that has been put out there for us to um, idolize that is not true. And I was just felt it was just a lot of pressure, but at least the first class they let us wear capris, leggings, and um, I went with one of my girlfriends, and then she ended up pulling her shoulder and wouldn't come back with me anymore, but I had so much fun. The ladies were so nice, and at that time, I still wasn't sure or not about the environment, like if it's a judgmental environment, because it was only my first day with a whole bunch of new people. But I later came to find out that it was a very judgment-free zone. And that's what enabled me to stay there and to grow as a woman. And pole dancing has helped me not only become a better athlete, to become a better person overall, but it's also helped me in my career. And um, any other thing that I want to do is kind of like, I'm not going to say that I can't or that I won't try because, I mean, pole dancing for someone at my size is kind of crazy. Most people wouldn't think about doing it because they would then think it was possible. So it's helped me a lot with a lot of things in my life. And that's so like, okay, so there's a lot. You said a lot of, I'm backtrack some, um, because I do think that it's awesome. But just along the lines of like, you started doing this when you were 30. Now, for people who have seen the videos, like Adam watched, you scale poles. Like, this is not like, you know, you are not just like walking around the edge of the pole, like doing some, no, you climb poles, you slide up poles, you can't slide up poles, but you know what I mean. You slide down yeah. poles, you crawl <laughs> up poles. I mean, I've seen you do some really you know, spectacular things. And to know that you've only been doing this for eight years, to know that you actually started at 30, because oftentimes, along with the assumption about size, there's also an assumption made about age, right? Where, you know, people Mm -hmm. are considered like, you know, your body's not as able once you get older and, you know, and all of these other things. But I have watched, I've seen. And so, I mean, if you could just speak a little bit to, Um, maybe even just a little bit to that, like, how did it feel like being the 30 year old in the room or the 35 year old in the room kind of doing these things? Yeah, you know, that is such a great question. And in all the interviews I have, I haven't had that one yet. And I'd love to answer that. Like I said before, pole dancing at the time I started was not something for people that had a job that didn't pay a lot or a part-time job. It definitely was for those women that were, that had established jobs. I can say at the time when I first came, God, I think I spent about a good five grand at the studio. I mean, between shoes, I was taking monthly classes. I was in series classes. Anything I can get from them, I ate it all up. I was passionately in love. And for that, most of the women that I was there with was an average in their 30s. So I did not feel out of place. I wasn't around 19-year-olds or 20-year-olds. I was around women that were my age and older. So I was definitely never felt uncomfortable because of my age. That was never a factor. Exactly. Age brought me to pole because I wanted to get grain back something. So most of the instructors, goodness, they're, they were in their 40s. One was 55. And boy, you couldn't tell. You cannot <laughs> tell it at all. And you saw her today, her body, you still can't tell. She is a brick house. And she comes back every now and then and she teaches, she does parties on the weekends. But 
you know, you didn't look at these women as, oh, this is just too much for your bones, too much for your soul to be doing this. You need to be doing something else with your life. You would never think that because they were all career women and they were all very positive. So um, that was another thing that drew me the benefits of being at a pole dance studio with other women. I can say for myself, for the most part, like even some of my students, they're mm-hmm. in their mid to late 30s, some in the early 40s. And um, the girl that I actually, I'm not the girl, she's a woman that I actually pole dance with and that I do my performances with, she's actually 54. She doesn't oh, look wow. it at all. Yeah, and she's uh, a little bit higher level than me because uh, she's been doing a lot more work at polling than me recently. But she's very good, and she keeps telling me she's going to retire, and I keep telling her she's not allowed. So since she's mm-hmm. my partner, she can't retire. But, yeah, and she's been pole dancing less than I have been. But she, she's a phenomenal poller. She's very gracious on the pole, and she's actually in all my videos. So if you look at the really high yellow one, yeah, she's over 50. So it's okay. definitely something for women to look up to. Um, age is definitely not something that we look at at the studio. We get women there in their, our, in their 60s, in their 50s all the time that come just to try it. We've had women come, I think we had a group of women that was like almost, geez, I think it was like maybe almost 20 of them. And they were all well over their 50s and 60s. They came. Nice. So, I mean, I don't, I think with the presence of social media, Instagram and all that stuff like that, it opens our eyes up to so many possibilities that we thought weren't available to us, maybe for someone like me when I was younger. So it's definitely slamming the door on a lot of those lies that we can't do certain things because of age. Great. That is awesome. And that is like a PSA, like, okay, so for us that are over 30, are are over 30 years, it's just good to know. I mean, I think like when I was a kid, when people say, oh, I'm going to be 35, like, you know, being 35, at least picturing it in your head when you're like 15, like that is the oldest thing ever. And yes, now <laughs> that I'm now that I am 35, it's like there's so much more. There's so much more that I can do with my body. Like there isn't really those limitations. And often, like you said, we kind of get with our own assumptions that we have about ourselves or about our bodies. We limit ourselves in the things that we can do. So it is definitely encouraging and inspiring to hear that there are women out here who are taking to pole dancing who are over 30, who are over 40, and in some cases who are over 50 years old. Like, I think that is so awesome and so great. And so I kind of want to probe a little bit and, and ask you, in the process of you dancing and doing these things, did you have, like, was there a an aha moment or like a moment when you knew like without a shadow of a doubt like man this is what you were kind of like what you're meant to do even if it was you know just for a certain time frame did you have a moment like that um you know that aha moment didn't come until the video came out with Barcroft the first one that where Barcroft is a media group and um actually someone recommended me and a couple of other pollers to do the video and they interviewed me and they liked my storyline. For many years, I've taught a series class called Vertically Voluptuous to where um, it's a little bit, it's like a lane outside of some other series classes that we have that is a little bit more difficult for women of size. And so we pulled our own track for women that were curving. And with that, I was recommended to do this, this interview in which I was selected. So with the video, 
my my team per se, Vertical Joe's, the lady Vertical Joe's Firestarter, Archer and Ecstasy, they were kind of sticking me at some point because I am here I am this plus size polar. Here are people following me on Instagram and really I don't post a lot of videos, you know, mm-hmm. so people don't really see me like that. I post that I'm teaching and I did compete at one point, but nobody really had great visuals of me and what it is that I did. It was kind of like a, a best kept secret in Atlanta <laughs> mm-hmm. that I was even available. So when I came out with the video, which I got the blessings of my team, they were just like, it's time. They were like, we're out here. We're all over the world. And which they are, they're in the UK, they're everywhere in London and they're promoting the studio. And it was like, well, what are you doing to promote what you're, what you're supposed to be doing? You know, you're great. People love you. People always ask about you. When people call for parties, they always ask, is there a curvy instructor? And at the time I wasn't doing parties. So it's kind of like, I wasn't living up to my fullest potential as an instructor and mm-hmm. as a performer because I wasn't visible. So it wasn't until that first video came out and I, at best, I thought the video would have maybe made 200,000 views, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's at almost 6 million. So that was the first one. And the second, and that's probably the one that when we first discussed and we talked, that's the one that you saw. Then Mm -hmm. there was a media group called, I don't know, Workaholics, not Workaholics, I'm sorry. Um, 60 Second Docs wanted to do um, a video with me and they basically wanted to replicate the same thing that Barcroft did, but on in a shorter version, of course, a 60 second version. So that's why the videos almost look similar and people are confused whether or not which one they saw. Um, that mm-hmm. they want to kind of like do the same thing. And now that video is a little bit over 30 million. So it's kind of like those were my aha moments and the inboxes and people were like really sincere about, you know, when people come to my inbox and they're like, you know, I have a husband that cheats on me and, you know, he wants to have the threesomes, whatever, and I'm not really with it, but I was really feeling bad about myself. But your video made me feel really good about myself. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's really personal. <laughs> Coming yeah. to someone's inbox or, you know, I was always have people, so many, so many posts about in my inbox about how they really didn't feel good about themselves or thank you, Miss Royale or the Queen of Curves for representing big girls in a good light, you know, that we are sexy, you know. There was no twerking in the video or anything like that. So I think it was very subtle sexiness, and I think a lot of people appreciated that. It kind of, like, wasn't in-your-face type sexiness. But I would say definitely my aha moment came when that video came out because, for the most part, I knew people wanted to see me as an instructor because my main reason for becoming an instructor was for other women that was at the studio, not necessarily plus size, but some that were, um, couldn't understand how I was able to stay in there so long as a student and how – you know, how did I get so good? I'm just like, well, I just come to class. I'm always here. Now, when I first started, I was at the studio six days a week, and they open six days a week. So, you know, I'm going to get good eventually because I was off in the summers. So I'm going to get good eventually and um, probably have a better skill set than some that might come once or twice a week. I definitely knew then that people wanted to see me as an instructor, and they enjoyed it. And sometimes people don't feel that intimidated. Sometimes a sexy, cute instructor, even though they could be nice, they can uh, have the best set of teaching, but women inside, they just feel bad about themselves and they can't really hear what they're saying because they're so busy thinking about what's wrong with them and why they don't move exactly like that instructor. So I think with someone like me of size as an instructor, that lets that guard down for them and that allows them to be able to hear what it is I'm saying that allows them to be able to perform better. It's just, and it's just a given. It's just something that other instructors that are small, unfortunately, don't have. It's just, I have it because I'm curvy, curvier mm-hmm. than they are. So I didn't know that it was 
anything big until the video came out and people were like, oh, we love this. I, I really didn't have, if I would have known the impact I would have had on people, I would have posted earlier, <laughs> years earlier <laughs> um, to inspire uh-huh. others. Um, I wouldn't have made y'all wait eight years <laughs> to see me. So, But you know what? Timing is everything and everything happens for a reason. And I think I'm right on time. Yeah. And I mean, I would even agree with that. I think that this is such a prime time for individuals who are of size, however it is that they identify themselves, whether it's curvy, whether it's fat, whether it's plus size, full figure, there's being a platform that's being created. And that, you know, I would almost say in a lot of ways, you know, that's something that has been building over the last, you know, two decades or so where individuals have been kind of, you know, building this platform. And so for you to come out, I agree, like, it's right on time. Let me tell you, when I seen the video, I was like thinking to myself, like, this was something that I wanted to do. But I also know, like you said, you know, you were like an instructor in Atlanta. And unfortunately, like, we don't have a Royale in every state and city. Like, it would be great. It would be great. But we don't. And so, you know, for my 35th birthday, it was something that I wanted to do. And I was talking to my sister and I said, oh, why don't we have a poll party? And, you know, I looked up the prices, which are a lot cheaper now. Um, I wish I would have still found a Groupon, but I didn't. But, you know, um, we found an instructor. And, I mean, it was it was great. It was liberating. It was fun. Like you said, it was just like a space where, like, you know, you think that it's going to be a place where you are super vulnerable and super, like, exposed. But instead, it was like, man, once I wrap my hands around that metal, I don't know. Like, the the liberation and the freedom that I felt being in that place. Now, sliding down the pole was a little different. Yes, um, that, behold I, the power I, I, of the pole is definitely there. The pole yeah. has power. <laughs> yes. Um, like, sliding down the pole was, was, was fun, but also scary just because, you know, that I, well, for me, I was like, I didn't want to fall. But, right. um, mm-hmm. but, but being in, you know, kind of finding, harnessing that power, being in a safe place, and then being with an instructor, like you said, someone who is curvy or someone who does understand the way that, you know, your body may move and, and it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. I mean, my party, I was the, you know, I was the largest person there. And I came to party. I didn't care what, you know, shoot, you know, I came yeah. to have fun. And so it's just good to kind of have that open environment. So I definitely, you know, I agree with that, I think. Yeah, but I also would say, and, and you know, in conjunction with that is that I believe that this is an awesome time um, for the plus size community, that there are people and like you are getting the recognition that you deserve. And who's to say that you would have got that same recognition like eight years ago, you know what I mean? It's- well, you know, pole dancing wasn't even accepted when I started back then. Mm-hmm. I told everybody I did Zumba for a long time because uh, yeah. it was definitely the we've been fighting the stigma of it being just something for strippers for the longest time. So mm-hmm. for to fight that stigma and to fight the stigma of you are um, plus size doing it too, nobody really want to see you, you know, and that's just somebody's opinion and that's not truth, you know, and you just have mm-hmm. to be able to decide those things. It would have been very hard that time. So a lot of people, I would say a lot of people, especially with having professional careers, they pull in private very much in private. Um, it's just getting to the point now where people, it's it's starting to be on television shows now and people are doing it openly and it's, it's uh, what's that, Cirque du Soleil and stuff like that. So now it's like being a lot more accepted than what it was before. 
And so kind of moving on from here, obviously, so the video goes viral. Everybody's mm-hmm. in your inbox. Everybody's hitting you up. I have two questions. So one, mm-hmm. how are you managing this newfound attention? And then two, what does your family say? Okay, it's, it has been a lot. I gotta say every <laughs> every time <laughs> one of those videos go on viral, I end up with bronchitis. I'm telling you because I'm such I am such the greatest, you know, inspirational person where I'm like trying to answer everybody's message. Like that's me. And most of the time people are like, mm-hmm. I can't believe you're talking to me. I'm like, Why not? Who mm-hmm. else would be talking to you? So I do long hours and still go to work in the morning and then I find myself with bronchitis and on antibiotics at some point because <laughs> I don't get a lot of rest. So I I I definitely um try to stay on top of it. I try to answer people quickly. I try to be as genuine in my inbox as I mm-hmm. as I come across in the videos because that's generally who I am. I do get the creepsters, you know, and mm-hmm. people that just don't get it. Um, yeah, and for the sure. most part, I just end up deleting them and, like, taking up my time. Because my video was not, I mean, my audience, my target audience was curvy women. It wasn't for smaller women that didn't think I looked sexy. It wasn't for you, you know, and I mm-hmm. just want people to know that. It was definitely for um, the curvy women, and I struck that chord with them. So um, I get it from my IG inbox to my Facebook inbox. I get emails, and I have more than one IG, so I get them in both. So I get a lot of people that just says just a lot of thank yous, you know, and and I just, you know, tell them to continue to support, continue to follow me, and hopefully I'll make it um, somewhere towards them eventually to teach or host a workshop or to do a party with them and a group of ladies. So I think I manage it well, but I noticed when the second video came out, I tried not to do as much because I didn't want to get sick again, and I did. It just got the second one was bigger <laughs> than the last one. So, of uh-huh. course, I ended up getting sick again even worse, where it's like I can't talk and do a lot of coughing. So I have to manage myself better with sleeping in time because everybody needs their rest. But I enjoy getting um, the feedback from people, from everyone, from women that are small in stature, um, my curvy divas. And um, even, like, a lot of the men, like, um, for the most part, a lot of them are very respectful. Like, I feel like they will recognize me more in Africa than they would here in the United States. Listen, I think that's a whole, that's a whole nother episode. We can talk. I have love for African, my, my, my boyfriend is Nigerian, but yeah, I, you know, no one shows you love like Africa. Okay. Period. (laughs) No one shows us love like Africa. I'm grateful. Oh, my God. Well, I had no idea until uh, <laughs> one time. I don't know where somebody posted my video, but the next day I had 500 friend requests. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't click it off enough. It was crazy. But it was all people from Africa, like that Nigerian king. And I was like, wow, where did my video <laughs> get posted? Well, you know, if you don't post my uh-huh. video, tag me so I know what's going on. Be hitting me. I'm at work trying to work. And you're trying to kill my phone. Okay, mm. so um, definitely, there's definitely an international connection there. I'm getting love from everywhere. Um, mm. And as far as um, family acceptance, um, I have a 17-year-old daughter. Her name is Suzuki, and yeah. she doesn't really care one way or the other. Doesn't bother her. She's not embarrassed by it whatsoever. 
and one reason I've been able to deal with a lot of the negativity that came with the video was because my daughter also had a viral video in March, which was about $20 million, um, of oh. her doing something completely ridiculous. And for mom to be able to see people talk about my daughter crazy and not respond because I didn't want them to know who I was, um, it was very difficult for me. So I feel that that was a preparatory exercise for when my video came out in, I think it was July or June. I think July came out and be able to deal with all negativity. So she, she's she been viral herself, so she knows how it is and how people are, um, how people talk about people. So she doesn't really care. She pretty much keeps it moving. Very proud of her. I am a pole dancing mom, but my daughter uh, will be graduating next year with over 70 college credits. So I'm pretty okay. proud of that. Okay, you can't Suzuki. stereotype me. Okay, right. Come on, Suzuki, come through, because we're not paying yeah. that college money. Okay, <laughs> okay. Listen. So when people say, oh, she must be a horrible, this horrible mom, that I know not necessarily my daughter is very gifted, very smart, and um, she's on the right track. So she's she's good with it. My mom, my mom, um, it's weird with my mom because my mom is like a dance mom, right, for my sister. I have a, I have a younger sister. We have a 12-year gap. My mom, I was graduating from high school. My sister was going to kindergarten. So my sister at 12 started dancing. Um, she's a great dancer. She went on to become a, um, a cheerleader at Kennesaw State University. And after her, I think her second year of cheering, she went on to be an Atlanta Hawk cheerleader for two years at the age of 19. So she's a great, fabulous dancer. So I watched my mom be dance mom <laughs> to my sister for <laughs> years. And, um, you know, I never had that connection with my mom as far as her being there packing my bags and going on all the trips and, you know, competition, stuff like that. So um, she knew I pole dance. She knew it was something that I liked. And she was encouraging as long as I kept it clean, you know, wasn't getting crazy with it. She she didn't care. But I would say I really was touched when I did one of my last videos with 60 Second Docs, and I asked her to come on set. And actually she was kind of like, kind of did like what she did for my sister that was kind of low-key jealous about <laughs> you know like every time I had the costume change she's pulling my clothes off and she's putting it back on a hanger like she's been doing mm-hmm. for my sister for years never done for me because for um for years I taught I did sports I did tennis I was a heavy basketball player I never danced as a child so all this is new to me so for my mom to be doing something kind of like what I've been seeing her do for my sister it was kind of important to me and that I got at least once had that experience with her so she's she's down for the cause and my birth father, who I'm, I'm cool with, I'm close with my dad. He has no idea. He's old. He's old enough. With me. <laughs> he, don't, he don't even know how to text. So okay, um, okay. Um, I was, listen, his <laughs> it's funny. Um, uh, a lady that he was dating for a long time, and we'll call her a common law wife, had passed mm-hmm. away. Um, her niece tried to Facebook re- friend request me, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I looked at her for a hot six months just looking at her because she's a really mm-hmm. nice lady. But I'm like, why? I was like, why did I come up on her feet? I don't have her phone. I mean, you know, Facebook be doing funny. Yeah, they be connecting right, right, right. I My dad doesn't know. My dad is in his early 80s. He has no idea the potential and what have happened to me virally. He has mm-hmm. no clue. So that's a secret from daddy. Not that I would say he would be disappointed. My dad has done a lot in his life, um, and he probably has stories he's probably never told me that he's done in life but I just don't find the need to tell him at this point because it would bring up a conversation and my dad's very sarcastic so uh-huh. I'm gonna just leave that for another time 
Yeah, and last but not least, I would say um, would be my husband, who I don't know where he is at. I know you saw the first video, so yes. you already saw what he said. He's <laughs> vulgar, this, that, and the third. I would like to say, just to clear up a couple of things about that video, if you did see the Barkoff video, the long feature that was about close to seven minutes, just know he was looking in on my interview. And I don't know if there were some things that I said, and I like to be candid. I don't know if there's some things that I had said that he quite didn't like or quite didn't know himself at the time. So I think a mm. lot of that aggression that came over his interview <laughs> was because he sat it on mine, which okay. was edited out. You couldn't see that. He said a lot of nice things, like he loved me, this, that, and the third. But I think there were just certain things, the way they put it together, just made it stick. And for the most part, the world was not feeling him. But, I mean, he pretty much, most of my friends that do know me well and are familiar with him, that's classic him. They weren't surprised or shocked by what he said. He is his own man, and he believes what he believes. But at the end of the day, he still loves me. But he's not the craziest about the pole dancing because I think more of a fear. Where is it leading? Where is it going? How far would you go with this? You know, and it's just the fear of the unknown with him. And that can that is understandable, especially for someone who is Muslim he's Muslim. So that is difficult for him because when I started pole dancing or went to go look for pole dancing, we weren't together. So it was easy for me to go off. And so that's that's another thing that was something I would never think of doing. And then once I got into it and we decided to reconcile, it was something that I had to bring up for him because, girl, I was so in love with pole dancing. I was like, look, this is the new me. Because, <laughs> you know, he's seen right. me, he's seen all the confidence come with that. Right, so, you know, right. I'm like, yeah, and I was like, not pole dancing. He's like, what? You know, and I was like, I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not stopping. You take me for, he was just like, okay. But I think at the time, to be fair to him, I was just a student. Then when I come home and I'm just like, okay. Now you want to pole in the house. Okay, so you're going to pole more at home. Oh, the old, oh now you're a certified instructor. Oh, oh, now you you going on trips with them. Oh, now you're mm-hmm. in competition. So it's it's always some progression with what's mm-hmm. going on on this road and this journey that I'm going on. Oh, now you got viral videos. So it's always like he it's, – it's always unknown from him, and so I think he's just a little scared. Mm-hmm. So I just want to up to my baby. But he does – support in other ways the car in the first video was his car he let me use his car and um <laughs> he didn't let me use it for the second one he was actually saying he wanted me to use it for the second one <laughs> no no and i was like you want to be in the second video he was like no he just said i don't come off good on um on tv and video the way they edit stuff out so i'm gonna I'm just keep mm-hmm. myself out of it so he didn't want to be a part of that but the second video came off good but he's he we is i would say it's one of the biggest struggles in my household with our marriage life is because, you know, he's, he's conservative, you know, Mm -hmm. very conservative. And I think he's just afraid of where it would go. And I'm, and I try to be as respectful as I can, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just something that's pulled in. It's just something that just makes me feel so good. And I know how it feels to me, but I I don't know how it will come off, how people interpret how I do things, how my movement is and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it's, it is what it is. He he loves me. He's still here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think that that's awesome, just the fact that, like, you have support. And, like, 
I mean, this is, again, another another topic and another episode for another day. But, you know, just talking about different, like, interfaith relationships, what that looks like, or, you know, how do you manage following your dreams when you have a spouse or you have a significant other that may be on the fence about some things. Like, I think there's a lot of wisdom to be given in that space to where, you know, you all are still amicable with one another and, you know, he still shows up for you. And, you know, you still look out for him. Like, I think all of that is, like, special. And to have mom in your corner cheering you on and all of those different things, like, you don't find that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have these people that's like, ah, like, yeah, she just want her, you know, just let her go ahead and do whatever she, but, like, you actually have people who are standing in your corner who will defend you, who will stand up for you, who will be there to support you, not just in word, but also in deed. And I think that that's awesome. Oh, thank you. I guess I guess it's something I've always had for the most part mm-hmm. the support, especially from my maternal side of my family. So I never thought of it like that, um, having that support um, that maybe others might not have. But when actually when I really think about it, there's so many polars that are like some of the greatest polar. We call them polarities. They're like celebrity mm-hmm. polar artists. And every now and then on Facebook, they always come on where their mom is not like we think they're the greatest thing in the world. We like yeah. to drink their bath water. And then mm-hmm. it's just like if they post something, it's like their mom is just like, I can't stand you doing that. I don't mm-hmm. approve. And then they come on there. So, I'm, I mean, I get it now that you're bringing it up. It's kind of like I'm thinking about it. You're right. <laughs> you are yeah. right. You know? And we always so have to definitely... reassure them that we're happy that they're here because if yeah. we – if we, if you weren't here, then you, you're giving out a movement that we didn't even know was possible. And if you were to listen to your family, we wouldn't have that gift. So, right. um, and so, I mean, adding to that a little bit, I mean, we talked about a lot of good things, a lot of happy times, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about what has been some of your biggest challenges in this space, in this arena. Um, absolutely balancing home work life. It's a constant challenge. It is, and I always don't, I don't, and I don't think I'll ever get it right, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I mean by, you know, being mom, being the, being the dance instructor, like, pole dance instructors are, aka, we're psychiatrists too, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. we're cheerleaders for our clients, you know, most right. of the women that come in there, they're coming from a place, they're searching for something, you know, and sometimes I might get beat down mentally in my day at work, you know what I'm saying? But I have to have it for my clients because they're looking for that when they come to a place like Vertical Joe's. It's it's very difficult to give so much of yourself and to balance it all out, you know. Um, I, I, have a career, I have an actual career, um, and I started that three years ago after graduating from college. And, you know, first year is hard because you want you want to be your best. And um, there was a lot to take on. And then I kind of had to fall back from polling a little bit as far as my duties to the studio, which I didn't like because I love the ladies at the studio and, and what is it I do and being in that community and helping. So um, it was hurtful to me that I had to stop doing some of the things that I was doing because it looked like I wasn't trying to, to me in my eyes, that I'm not being part of the team or being as much of a team player as others are doing. Other people have to pick up the slack where I couldn't fill in. So that that hurts, and then it's like, you know, you want your husband to feel like he's adequate enough and that you're not putting everything else in front of him. You know, my daughter can care less, <laughs> to you. And I'm, you know, the thing that's so crazy, Joy, is like, 
all of this was because, partly because of her. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that mom that when my kid starts running around with her friends that I'm just chasing after her, worry about what she's doing. I'm going to have a life. Uh-huh. So she doesn't care. She doesn't she really care. have a lot of friends. <laughs> she don't care. She's trying to get to this schoolwork, as you like we discussed earlier. And she needs yeah. to think about her friends. And here I am thinking she's going to be running the streets and I'm going to have to, like, you know, yell at her for this and the team to send her. No, and all that because of her and she didn't even do it anyway. So it's mm-hmm. just weird that that happened like that anyway. So... Um, dealing with my career, dealing with making sure my husband feels adequate, dealing with making sure that my daughter doesn't resent me later for being at the post as much as I, I am. And then this new thing that came on, like I only have one child, but I birthed the brand. So I have the Queen of Curves yeah. brand. So that's something that you have to nurture with your with your big girl paycheck, you know, because there's mm-hmm. no money coming in from the brand. But you want to let people know that, you know, who who I I want to let people know who I am and that I'm out there and I would like to do things beyond pole um, and its longevity for it. So it's like trying to give to the brand. So I feel like I'm in four different positions and um, I kind of work in rehabilitation. So I have I have specialties in other areas that I'm somewhat certified in, but I haven't been able to give a full, like, let me practice so I can get really good at it. So I'm trying not to become a, what is it called, a master, I'm sorry, jack of all trades, jack of all trades master of none, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I would love to give a lot more back to pole dance. I would love to start competing again. I really feel the itch coming. I mean, I feel like next year y'all going to see me somewhere in Mississippi, somewhere up north competing in PSO or in um, um, Kiss My Curves. I feel competition for plus size. I feel like it's coming. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to all these competitions. I'm seeing all these people, and they keep looking at me like, why are you not competing? And I'm just like, why? Oh, well, why am I not competing? You know, mm-hmm. so I feel that it's coming. So that's another realm of me, that, and that's another realm I would love to do. But when I tell, when you do competition polling, which I have done, I did, I think I did four competitions in six months, or was it eight months? I'm not sure. Wow. But that's a lot. You're talking about, talking about pretty much telling everybody to kick rocks in your life. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're talking about theme and concept, when you're trying to work on your uh, mental stability, on whether you, can, whether you can do it or not, and you're dealing with a lot of the pain from practicing so much, it's a lot. So that work-life competition balance, brand balance, all that, I have not figured it out. And I can sit and maybe talk to somebody and help them, and I could I would take advice from anybody. Whoever got the answer, please email <laughs> me, um, thequeenofcurves at gmail dot com, because I don't have the answer to that. And that's something that I struggle with all the time. Because a lot of times I'm like, okay, well I got to teach Monday and Tuesday, but they want me mm-hmm. to come on Thursday. Like, no, I don't want to be at the house that much because then I feel like I get nothing done around my house. So mm-hmm. that I I was worse with it before because remember I told you I was going six days a week. So that has changed a lot uh, where I don't go as much. But I would like to go back a little bit more, especially now since my daughter older and she's in her senior year. So um, that is my biggest problem with polls. Is okay. that. Uh, I would say before the video came out, I never was teased about my size for pole dancing. That's just um, – Polling in that poll community, there's a zero tolerance for that, and it's just something that is known. The teasing, the names, out of maybe eight years, I might have seen on social media maybe two comments out of eight years, seven years wow. at the time. That's awesome. And it wasn't until the 
yeah, because it's just a zero tolerance zone when it comes to that in the post community. And it wasn't until the video came out, the one, the first one from Barkov, where when the video was posted, I mean, they were saying such horrible things about me. I had to go back and look at the video, like, do I really look like that? And I was just like, oh my God, mm-hmm. these people are crazy. So that's just a, another thing. But definitely it's been um, a positive zone for me. But dealing with the balance of that is what hurts me the most. I haven't cried about it, but I'm mm-hmm. constantly working out it, trying to get it right. But I don't, I don't think, I don't know if I'll ever get it right, you know, because <laughs> they're funny because my, my daughter will be like, okay, mom, I'll be like, I'll be home. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's play this game. She's like, no, I'm going to my room. Let's watch this movie. No, I'm going to my room. Okay. She's at that teenage <laughs> stage. Yeah. But let me go to the studio three days that week. She'll be like, calling me, Ma, when you coming home, I'm like, for what? For you to go in your room? You just want me in the living room sitting here watching yeah. Netflix. You don't want to do anything with me. I'm just girl go about it. Okay. And so now we talked about the tr- the challenges. What would you say to someone who is, who was you eight years ago? What would you say to someone who finds themselves in your, you know, in your shoes where you were, who wants to try pole dancing and maybe have apprehensions about it? I would say when you come, like I would say definitely try it. And when you come into the pole dance studio, you have to check your ego at the door. So if you, the boss of the boss at your job, you the supervising manager, you in charge, don't think you're going to come in the pole studio and you're going to be the boss of the boss. You start from ground zero. You start from scratch. Um, Definitely polling teaches you about being true to yourself with your practicing skills as far as, you know, the more you practice, the better that you'll get. I don't care what size you are. You will see an improvement. Your muscle memory will kick in. So it definitely is a learning experience, and a lot of people don't want to start from ground zero. They're great at everything outside of that. They're trying something different. So I would definitely say leave your ego outside the door. Stay in your own lane. If you're in a class with other ladies and they are just doing fantastic and you're just losing at everything in life pole, just don't compare yourself to them because, honestly, if you sit down and have a conversation with them, you might be comparing yourself and doubting yourself to a girl that probably took ballet and lyrical all her um, childhood years, you know, mm-hmm. and she's basically reconnecting back with something in which it's easy for her in an adult form now, you know. I find a lot, even myself at one time, comparing myself to others. So I would just say it's not going to be easy, but it's anything easy. Like if you come and you don't do great or if you just do it for a month and you don't like it, then I would say give yourself a little bit more time to that because if you just quit and don't come back and you can go off to do anything else, anything you work at is going to have to take some practice. There's nothing worth having great that doesn't take time and effort and making a lot of mistakes before you perfect it. And that's just life. I think, I mean, this is the cliche. We're just in a everything fast type world now, you know, Instagram Mm -hmm. into this, um, who, I mean, you can just look at the post office. They're, they're doing Amazon now because no one's sending a letter. Everything is instant over a DM or email and everything's just so quick. We never used to kind of holding on to something and let it, flourish and let it grow so just think of it as a seed that you're planting when you work in and give it time to grow and that's with anything all right and so miss royale last but not least tell us where we can find you tell us about anything that's upcoming that you have going on we want to be a part of it where can we follow you all that good stuff Okay, great. Well, you can follow me on Facebook. On my Facebook page is Royale, a.k.a. the Queen of Curves. Or you can follow me on Instagram at 
the Queen of Curves, and the is not. I'm not having seen with an accent. I'm actually the. It's like D like David, A like Apple. Okay. Um, if you do the Queen of Curves with a T H E, you will get a plus size magazine. And that's just a little free shout out to them. But I had I originally was calling myself the Queen of Curves with a T H E, but me and them came out kind of like at the same time, so I changed it up because I didn't want us to be bumping heads. So I G at the Queen of Curves. Um, I'm also um, on IG at BJS Royale, R-O-Y-A-L-E. That is my IG page for my studio at Vertical Joe's. So any classes that I'm teaching, um, I will post there. Anything coming up with the studio will be posted there. Any workshops or anything on tour will be posted on my um, at the Queen of Curves IG page. If you would like to email me, you can email me at thequeenofcurves at gmail.com if you have any questions. And please check out my website at www dot, you guessed it, the queen of hers. <laughs> I did pretty good with that. Uh-huh. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. It was fabulous. Well, let me just say this. It has been such a pleasure to interview you. You are so down to earth. You're so easy to talk to. Your story is powerful. Your journey to where you have come from to where you are now is powerful. I just love your story as a whole. I love that you're out here inspiring people and encouraging people to kind of reach out, step out into the deep in some ways, do some things that they've never done before. And it has been such a pleasure. You've been an encouragement in my own life, an inspiration in my life. And I'm so glad that we were able to chat and to, um, and to kind of share your story with, uh, with the platform, with, with my platform. And I imagine that this is going to go beyond that and extend beyond that. But I'm so grateful and so thankful for you being on the show today. And thank you so much, Joy. I love that you um, – thank you for reaching out, um, for seeing my gift, and for being inspired. Um, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to continue to spread my message of positivity to um, women out there. Yes, it has been my pleasure. And so for those who know me, I mean, I'm, if this is your first time listening, I guess I better run off all my information too. So um, you can find me on Facebook at Fresh Out fresh out the cocoon um, i'm also on ig as fresh out the cocoon i'm on twitter as fotc underscore podcast although i'm not there often my ig is probably the thing that i'm most active on i also sell merchandise through my store so you can get t-shirts at fresh out the cocoon.com and i think that is it it has been a pleasure um definitely yes, a pleasure yes. definitely a fun time um, and so I look forward to your feedback. Please leave feedback. Um, I look forward to this kind of reaching people all over the place. And as always, be you and stay fresh. Oh, uh, yeah.